1: No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked in to the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipoli. Alright, welcome in, First and Pod after a very eventful NFL Sunday that I think for the most part lived up to the billing with the great games on paper. Uh, check us out. Subscribe rate review every Game every team every week coming to you live after a Cowboys route of the Colts forty-seven to nineteen. Uh, I don't know if you want to start on the winning side or the losing side, Pony, but Dallas is rolling and it feels like the Colts are stuck once again at quarterback. I don't I don't know what they do uh, if they go to Nick Foles or whatever, but the Colts. I feel like they might be in prime position to trade multiple first round picks to move up and like take the kid from Kentucky or something. Like they, they feel like they're in no man's land to me at quarterback.
0: Did you feel like when the Saturday thing happened, that it was an elaborate scheme by the Colts to tank? Um, Did you think that, did that, once that thought popped into your head, which I know it did, did you put any more credence into it? It it struck me as uh a man without a plan. Like Jim Jim Ursay is like okay, so it wasn't stupid like a Fox kind of thing where he was doing it. I think he I think
1: he felt like I needed to make a move and I like this guy optics be damned yeah like he didn't strike me as a guy who was playing chess and thinking three four five moves ahead of time
0: because I think he did it because he wanted to hire Jeff Saturday to be his head coach full-time and he knew that if he did it after the season was over it would get the reaction that Houston's attempt to hire Josh McCown did without any experience yeah and so I think he tried to circumvent the system by doing this And now the problem is, you know, they've been competitive in their first three games. This loss, if things continue to look that way, I think it's going to make it harder for Jim Ursay, you said optics, to keep Jeff Saturday as his head coach, which I think is what he wants. I think he wants Jeff Saturday to be his coach next year and beyond. Well, I think we've seen he can do whatever he wants. Like, who's going to stop him from doing it? Well, last year, Houston got stopped by the NFL.
1: <clears throat> yeah, but these guys, man, like, he he's already there. They put him in place.
0: I, well, I know that's why I think he did it. <clears throat> that's why I think he did it in the, in the season. So he could just pass it off as an interim thing and then after the season find some kind of argument, like, well, look how much closer we played in games. Look at what our record was. And then just roll them over into the next year.
1: Yeah, well, that's not gonna work. Uh, cause they're they're not talented, and Matt Ryan's throwing ducks out there. Um, I like Alec Pierce. Like that that guy looks like a piece to me. They barely awesome. use him. I know I know, but when they throw to him, he gets separation and yards after the catch. Uh <laughs> You know, Collinsworth was raving at one point in the game about how the offensive line isn't as bad as people had been talking about it, and they came into the year expecting to be the best unit. Like, they, it's weird. I feel like they're not as bad as their record suggests they are. And if they could just get quarterback play, because they haven't had that in years, they wouldn't be a contender, but they'd be an above 500 team and kind of like what we thought they were going to be in the AFC South. But four, seven and one, four eight now that now four eight and one after the blowout loss to the Cowboys. Not bad enough probably to finish with a top three pick, but have a shot at a top five or six pick. I think they're gonna end up just reaching on a quarterback. Uh and then Dallas, that offense is good, man. Like I don't you know they're if gonna If they want- did not
0: have their history, and if they did not well, have their baggage that they would be, I think, a team that people were putting Super Bowl uh, expectations on. But the people that do that just do that because they want a reaction. They don't actually mean it. They just say it because they know that it's a polarizing thing that people are going to say. They're going to put it out there and they're going to get a reaction to it. But, like, nobody the, – the, you can – you can take the numbers and twist them in a way that make the Cowboys look like a real bona fide Super Bowl contender. But it's just every time I say that, there's just uh, something that grabs a hold of me and shakes me up and tells me, dude, like, they're the Cowboys. They don't ever deliver in big games. And that's
1: the, that's for, the conundrum the with This particular team has, though, what I was going to say is, they are built to win in January.
0: They well, can. I thought last win. year's team was too. No,
1: I. I know. I mean, the, my, my, Mike McCarthy is still there, but, it, but the, the the how you would build the team like a running game should travel on the road, and a pass rush should travel. So they 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 should be a very high floor, wild card team they should not there shouldn't be many scenarios where they get blown out good takeaway team good pass rush team good run the ball team but there's just something about Mike McCarthy and Dak honestly to to a lesser extent that makes them hard to believe in but the NFC we've talked about it all year it's completely wide open that and has a
0: chance to, that has a chance to be the highest rated wild card game in NFL history Cowboys and Bucks which yeah, will get Sunday awful. afternoon and that'll be I think the highest rated wild card game in NFL history with the game in Tampa with Dallas probably being the second best team in the NFC but getting screwed over because they're in the same division as the Eagles and the game likely being in Tampa where the team that's hosting the game is like 8 and 9 but it's Brady. Yeah and, and and Dallas is significantly favored so but it's ready. So so so
1: the pressures on the road team going. And, the, up and it's a
0: house money game for the forty five year old quarterback who's won seven Super Bowls. Yep. Yeah, that's
1: that's sickening. Uh,
0: let's get to the let's get to the good games.
1: There there were so many of them. Three three wins for the Bengals against the Chiefs in a calendar year, and the Bills end up being the big winner on the day without even playing one seed. Because now they're back in the driver's seat, control their own destiny for the one seed in the AFC. Bengals get it done without Joe Mixon. Kind of a surprise. Thought he was going to be
0: active. Do the Chiefs have a Cincinnati problem? They do. And I know you said that you were going to refuse to admit that. We talked about this last week. Yep. But the issue now for the Chiefs against the Bengals for me is, okay, whatever. Joe Burrows... A generational quarterback, just like your guy, probably a future Hall of Famer. Took a moribund doormat franchise, got him to a Super Bowl in the second year. There, he's coming to life again. He got Chase back. He made clutch plays late, third down plays. We've come to expect that from Joe Burrow. That's what the great quarterbacks in this league do. What's harder to accept for me <clears throat> if I'm a if I'm a Chiefs fan for the second consecutive game against Cincinnati your offense played like shit. And it did for the final 30 minutes of the game in the AFC Championship game. And it did again today. Kelsey caught four balls and fumbled. Pratt ripped the ball away from him. Um, Mahomes' numbers were extremely pedestrian by his standards. Like, what's up with that? Why are the Bengals' defense, with a defensive coordinator who nobody knows his name, how are they able to shut down the Chiefs' offense better than any team in the league when they...
1: Well, the Chiefs, they had two great drives in the third quarter. And and then the Kelsey fumble is a play that shouldn't happen and doesn't really happen. Like a first ballot Hall of Famer making a horrifying play like that and just tilting the game. And you give Burrow an extra possession late and he drives down the field. Then the Chiefs miss a long kick. Like that was a toss-up game. It was a 50-50 game, but the Chiefs clearly blew it. And Cincinnati, I loved the trash talk. I loved Andy Reid saying he hated the trash talk. And then the Bengals came out of the game being the team that talked the trash. Like, I still feel how I felt on the last podcast heading into the game, which is, fine, the Chiefs can lose. The Bengals needed the game more. They've won four straight just to, like, solidify – their playoff positioning, given how tough their schedule is, and now they've won four straight. They're eight and four. They're a virtual lock for a playoff spot. So, like, I, I still felt feel that way. But what is true is, of any team that the Chiefs could face, the Bengals will have the least fear factor about it. And you talk about the the uh, the Bucks playing with house money in that scenario, the pressure will be all on Kansas City which is just so weird in that spot. But, you know, often I guess you'd say the pressure would be on the home team and the team with the Super Bowl aspirations, but Cincinnati was in the Super Bowl last year. Like, how often do the do the conference champions with a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback get to play a game like that with house money? But they absolutely would.
0: Yeah, and, uh, well, let me just say one more thing. I'm not even sure that Mahomes' touchdown should have counted. I've watched that play 15 times. I'm still not convinced it was a touchdown. It so was bad game, ass though. Well, yeah, it was, but I'm still not convinced he scored. I'm not either. The, so I'm not even sure the game really was that close when that play could have gone the other way. And then the, and then for Kansas city, I get it because they have an invincibility factor against just about everybody else, but you're tempting fate. If you got to win an extra game and that first game is against either Herbert or, or is against the Jets defense. Like you'll be favored by a touchdown, maybe more. Definitely against the Jets, maybe like closer to six and a half seven against LA, and you'll probably win that game. But yeah, you you're tempting fate as you know, there's a twenty five percent chance maybe that you lose and you gotta win an extra game. So that's that's what they lost today or forfeited by losing this game. Oh, it's man. I mean it's it's massive. Absolutely. I mean,
1: with the, with the new the new playoff format is great for a couple of level reasons, but that's one of them that the and probably the biggest one is that the best teams.
0: Yeah, that's that's why play, I loved it. Why, would, why were we rewarding the second best team the same way we were rewarding the top team? Yeah, the old way.
1: Yeah, no, it's it that, that part of it's great. And the best teams will be much less likely uh, to have nothing to play for at the end of the season. All right. This game is amazing. Um, not really how it played out on the field, but in terms of the storylines. Like, I feel like we could do an hour-long podcast on the ramifications of this game. So I'm going to break our rule and ask two questions off the top, one for each team, dealer's choice, but we're going to spend time on both. Jimmy G out for the season in a Niners win. Are the Niners' Super Bowl dreams done? They signed Josh Johnson for his third stint Upcoming with the Niners and Purdy, the guy who played in this game, he was Mr. Irrelevant. So are the Niners' Super Bowl dreams done? And then on the other side, I talked about this on the last pod, are the Dolphins on fraud alert? Given they finally played a good team, that team lost their starting quarterback and they still got blown out and Tua looked bad. So Dolphins' fraud alert, Niners' Super Bowl dreams, are they over? We could start on either one.
0: Uh, I think the 49ers should have called Big Ben. So that's why, yes, I do think that they're done. I don't know why they didn't. I can text him and ask. I don't. I probably should have by now. Not that he'd get back to me. But Sweet, that, sweet, humble brag of having Big Ben's number. Very that, cool. to me, is an easy one. Why wouldn't you make that call the same way that teams have done that with Drew Brees and Kurt Warner and tried to – Philip Rivers tried to coax the guy out of retirement to just – Managed really because he was awful last year. Yeah, awful in the way that he had seven game winning fourth quarter overtime comeback wins. Yes, at 38. Awful in that respect. Yeah, um, awful in the he's a statue. And what are the two quarterbacks there currently? A Josh rookie Johnson? and a guy on his 13th team. Actually, check that 14th team. Oh, there's some repeats in there, buddy. Yeah, like I said, and UFL but, teams in there yeah. as well—a league that is no longer around. No, they're they're fucked. I mean, look, uh, we loved the roster and knew that Garoppolo always has you. He's a known commodity. He is what he is. But he had gone four games without throwing an interception. He had the good game two weeks ago. He's gone to a Super Bowl and the two NFC Championship games. So surrounded by good talent. In a system he's comfortable with, you knew that they could win games in January, but I can't say that about him now. I don't see a Nick Foles, Jeff Hostetler vibe to this team with Brock Purdy. Yeah, I mean,
1: so as someone who has some some of them at nineteen to one to win the Super Bowl, it's sickening. I mean, they were they were seven and a half to one at the start of the day to win the Super Bowl, just just behind the Eagles uh in, in the NFC.
0: But Johnson's been there with Shanahan, right? So he knows the system in theory. Yeah. They should play him next week. And just I, hope he's Geno Smith light. Right.
1: I I think that it's like the scene in The Princess Bride. There's a difference between mostly dead and dead. Like it's mostly dead. But the rest of the NFC it's still like a no team it's dead by- a team coach by Mike McCarthy. It's dead. Jalen Hurts in the playoffs.
0: No, it's dead. Like, you mocked my Cooper Rush take, so I'm not going to allow you to just say that there's a chance. Okay, but hold on.
1: Cooper Rush put up 100 yards, and you were saying he was going to replace a healthy Dak Prescott. Yes. This is – they have time to game plan it. They put up 33 points on a team that people said could win the,
0: win the AFC. had defensive scores mixed in there. It was not all offense. They had a monster defensive game. Well, their defense is monstrous. Yeah, but when it, not when offense. it runs into guys like Mahomes. They, they they just played a top five offense. Fair, good rebuttal. They just, you know what I mean. So like that that my,
1: if they if they have the best defense in the NFL. Yep, and McCaffrey looked amazing today, and we know Shanahan can run with any anybody back there. But now McCaffrey's looking awesome in the in the flow of the offense. Like I I think it's dead, but. Again, de- uh, defense running game coaching, man, in mean, a w- uh,
0: wide-open conference. The, they don't have to go through Hall of Fame quarterbacks no, I, we, Yeah, but they've got to go through Dallas, who's won two games now where they've just made it look like a college football SEC-FCS matchup. They've done that twice, and one was to the team with the second-best record in the conference. I understand. And the other thing is Shanahan has proven that when he doesn't have Jimmy G, he doesn't win. He's had quarterbacks like Nick Mullins and guys like that who've gone in, and his record is atrocious in those situations. So I wouldn't expect that to change just because he's got Christian McCaffrey now. I'm sorry. Well, he won today. Um,
1: the Dolphins not- aren't a
0: fraud. They, they're they allowed a mulligan. They get one mulligan. They, they used it up. They shanked it off the tee. They don't get a second one. Okay. But they get this one. Okay. Okay. Their
1: wins are Buffalo in week one, which is, you know, good, or excuse no, me. No, it's not a in week one. In, in in week three, excuse me, week three. So, no, New England, Baltimore, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Chicago,
0: Cleveland, Houston. Yeah. Rest of the season's tough, man. I know it is, but they've beaten two division leaders already, even though they were in strange ways. I'm not going to completely abandon them because they had a bad game on the road in San Francisco. that All right. That, all I'm saying is that, that is, my, my antenna
1: was up ahead of the game. I liked San Francisco. I bet San Francisco. San Francisco lost its starting quarterback, and they still got blown out. And Tua, dude, looked horrible. He did not have a good game. I know I ankle injury. He, like, he got hit early, and he looked horrible. Flustered. It reminded me of the first time that we had to see Dak not behind, you know, Travis Frederick and Zach Martin and Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins. Like Zach, Dak Prescott, the first like four years of his career, had the best offensive line in football. And then the first time those guys were out and hurt, he was like, oh, it looked petrified. He, he eventually like regained his footing. But it looked like Tua finally had to deal with a little bit of adversity, a little bit of contact and he got completely scattered like that mvp talk should quiet uh that idea that like they're elevated because of him should quiet i'm not i'm not saying they're not good i'm not saying they're not a playoff team anything like that but they've got they're they're, they're 5 left it's it's in la against the chargers in buffalo home against the packers team on christmas who's we'll see in New England, and then against the Jets. So Jets defense is good. Patriots defense is good. At L.A., Buffalo's. We'll see. Like I don't know, man. I I, I could see them losing four of five to to end the season. I really could.
0: Well, it's to his first loss as the starting quarterback, and the optics were bad. I would agree that they're probably going to win. I would say eleven and six, ten and seven and finished second in the division, but I'm not, you were never in on them really all year. Correct. So I'm, this take is not surprising. It's confirmation bias by you. Probably. You fe- yes. You feel, and they so played I love
1: they, they played a good team and they looked like an average team.
0: Yes. But I was in on Miami from the very beginning this year. So I'm not going to be swayed by your rhetoric in one game.
1: Okay. Okay. So, I have been watching the Eagles very closely because Jalen Hurts is a pretty good comp for what the Bears are trying to do with Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm just kind of blown away by it. Like, I'm wondering how many quarterbacks would look awesome. And I don't mean this in any way of taking away from Jalen Hurts, but behind that offensive line with that running game that he's obviously a huge part of and throwing to that pair of receivers and Devontae Smith and AJ Brown, who had the awesome revenge game against his old team. And yes, the Titans secondary is terrible, but like, it's pretty incredible that today Jalen Hurts had 300 plus passing yards in three quarters and we're a week removed from them having what 360 rushing yards against the Packers. Like they, They can do it in any way. And it feels like they have just built offensive coach. Like it feels like they have just built the perfect incubator for we don't have a blue chip prospect at quarterback, but we are elevating him and maximizing him. Should every team copy how the Eagles are surrounding and supporting
0: Jalen Hurts is basically my premise here. So there's a lot to that. There's like investing huge in the offensive line, which they've done where after Indy, they're the second highest paid line in the entire league. So that's component one. And then the other one is you make the huge deal to get the wide receiver there for the quarterback. And I feel like people have been trying to do the first part of it since football was invented to protect their quarterback It's the second part that is the new thing. And what's so, to me, what's so um, fascinating about that is everybody acknowledges that college football produces better wide receivers than ever before because that's the way that game has evolved. And yet that has not stopped teams from trading multiple first-round picks and spending what used to be quarterback money for wide receivers Adams Hill and Brown yeah so as long as those deals work and in two or three they have with Hill and Brown I would expect that to continue like where oh, and you Devontae are
1: Adams is not the problem for Vegas he was oh yeah no no yeah
0: I mean when yeah exactly I mean more so in the it, it, it yielding wins sure. from the deals sure so like I would think where you are that would absolutely happen you know that the Bears would trade for name great alpha dog mm -hmm. wide receiver one that's out there and I think we'll see two or three other teams attempt to do that this offseason so yeah it it, it's 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 pretty incredible like I you know
1: of, of the guys last year when AJ Brown ended up getting moved like McLaurin was talked about. They ended up re-signing him. Debo was talked about. Ended up re-signing him. DK Metcalf was talked about. Ended up re-signing him. So yeah, I've like kind of started thinking about like because it's not a good free agent wide receiver class. Like Jerry Judy, like are the Bengals not going to re-sign T Higgins? because they can't put that much money into the offense like like who's the guy that's going to be moved yeah like the Bears is going to try to replicate because I do because yeah you can't replicate Lane Johnson and 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 Kelsey and all five dudes across the offensive line but like you need to get a playmaker drafting Jamar Chase over Panay Sewell for Cincinnati and Burrow is like another one if you've got that type of draft asset at the top but it's just the whole thing, man. Like, I'm Jalen Hurts is amazing, but I really do think that like 20 quarterbacks at least would be absolutely well. Proud of I, there.
0: I, I think the hyper aggressive front offices are getting rewarded for those moves, Tampa Bay, um, LA, Philadelphia, which you know, where I am, you know, places like Pittsburgh, Green Bay have scoffed at that you build yep. with the draft you build with your own guys and now the NFL I think has flipped on that and Philadelphia is the latest team to do that and, and they're able to do all this by the way because their starting quarterback is a second round pick yep like the Cowboys missed their window to do that with Dak when he was a fourth round pick and he was you know severely underpaid like those are the teams that I think have the best chance to win are the rookie quarterbacks that are on on that rookie deal that are playing way above their contract, which allows you to just take advantage of the salary cap. So,
1: yeah, no, it was that that's that that's exactly right. But I, I think I think they are going to they are continuing a trend.